three, two, and one. The Bunker Project is brought to you by Okanagan Springs Brewmaster Black. Chocolate Robust Lager. All right, we're back again in the Bunker Bar after three months, two months? It felt like forever. Yeah, it felt like forever. And uh, my name's Andrew McGivern, and I'm here with about five or six Bunker Mavens. And um, the reason we took a little bit of time off is because I had uh, twins, and I've also... uh, We've also got someone in in the uh, group here who has new twin granddaughters, sons. two granddaughters. Cool. Awesome. So let's start off with the roundtable introduction. We're going to talk WordPress today, and uh, we'll start with Paul the Rock God. Hi, I'm Paul the Rock God, at Paul the Rock God on Twitter, and uh, welcome back, and uh, congratulations on the kids. Thank you. Bonnie Sainsbury, Twitter maven. Social media is smarter, and I am an avid reader of... Uh, twins and a brother. Brother and twins. Brother and com. twins, which is a um, podcast, uh, sorry, a uh, blog about brother and twins. Life with twins and a toddler. I know. So I encourage yeah. everybody to read it because um, I find it interesting. And today's pod, uh, today's blog post was very funny. Yeah, the, uh, it, was, it was all about, you know, questions you get if you're a parent of twins, like... Uh, it was questions mums find annoying. Mom, mothers of twins find annoying. Like, are they natural? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're dolls. <laughs> no, they're synthetic. They're robots. Yeah, I, I thought some of them were really rude um, questions. The fertility thing. Yeah, like, that's I what just it. give them like the finger and walk away, but then I'm rude. So, But I, I was appalled that people would ask that. Yeah, well, but it was even it was funny. I was at a staff party. Um, everybody was drinking. Um, you know, we went to Kelowna for the weekend, and and there's a couple there that's really trying hard to have kids, and they just are having difficulty. And his wife, the guy that I work with, his wife pulled me aside and sat sat me down, and got all serious, and said, "So how did you do it?" <laughs> and uh, I'm like, "Regular way." You, <laughs> what What do you mean? And she she's like, "I mean." Did you did you have sex? Like I mean, I knew, of course, but did you uh, were you did you use drugs? Did you like no no? And she's like, she just was like blown away. <laughs> well, funny. she put her leg up here and then <laughs> yeah, and we got Terry here too. Yep, been away for a little while, so it's glad to be back. And yeah. congratulations on the twins. Yeah, congratulations on. Uh, is it your son's tw- or daughter? Yeah, you know, with four sons, I'm bound to have lots of grandkids. So uh, I've yeah. got two. I have three grandsons and now two twin granddaughters. Cool. Can you introduce yourself. What do you do? Terry. Oh, uh, Terry from Mister. Lo- I have a locksmith, uh, and uh, I really specialize in covert entry. Yes. Yes. And what's your tagline? Uh, I have a couple. I have my fan page, which is penetration expert. <laughs> locksmiths <laughs> always get in and uh, it's I did it for somebody suggests I do this fan page 
and it's amazing uh, the response I get on that and how it's progressed from women with locks in strategic places to I get more comments and views on a picture of a lock than I do a naked woman with a lock. So it's uh, maybe locksmiths are just a boring bunch, but it's kind of funny. The uh, I thought it would be kind of uh, TNA stuff, and it's evolved into quite technical. And it's uh, my views are going up uh, and likes constantly every single day. So it's interesting. Yeah. Well, last time you were on, you had some interesting stories about people getting locked in bathrooms and things like that. So. Uh, Margaret, BCA underscore insurance gal, and a co-host of Women Talking Tech. Mm. Going into our second year. Wow. How many episodes? Um, 36. 36 tomorrow. Nice. Cool. Introduce yourself. 36. 36. I'll smack you. Speak. <laughs> Hi, I'm Neil Kilburn from iTech Global Media, and that's just me. Yeah, <laughs> which and which is a uh, a web solution like for for developing websites. Uh, we design uh, websites, uh, mobile applications, and work with eighty six different countries in the world. Cool. And uh, in walked the gaming maven, and everybody shut up. Gamification time. <laughs> James, you're, why don't you introduce late. yourself? What? Introduce yourself. We're doing Bob. the round table. He's sick. Bob's sick. Bob's sick. Oh, yeah, flat out sick. On, uh, on. I, I think I see him over there. Hey, everybody. What's up? It's Bob Garlic. How are you doing? <laughs> um, pretty good to be here. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, Bunker's been off for a couple months because... Uh, you know, Andrew was babysitting his new eyebrows. <laughs> so it's good to see you, Andrew. Happy New Year, by the way. I saw you a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's my birthday, and I got really drunk, and I walked down Gravel Street taking pictures. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. I remember that. All right, well, I'm going to pass it off to Gaming Maven. Thanks, Bob. Uh, <laughs> what's up? This is James Carr, got twisted underscore magic on Twitter. Uh, what they call me the, um, what's that guy, Philip Mark Gagnon, is that the guy's name that used to do all the impressions and stuff like that of the Bunker Project? Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Andre Philippe yeah. Gagnon? Yeah. There we go. Because you do like the Louis Armstrong and all that kind of stuff, so. Yeah. But yeah, so that's me of the Bunker Project. Nice. Yeah. So what's up? Not what much? show is this? Uh, 100 and, uh... Fifty-four, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy crap! Four years. Is it already four years? It's been four years. Yeah. Wow. I checked, checked on Meetup the other day. I was like, whoa. So. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. And the very first episode we ever did, we the the topic was WordPress. That's right. And today we're we're back and we're going to talk about WordPress. But we got uh, someone else here. Let's uh, let him introduce himself. Hey, I'm Troy. Personal trainer. Kicks my ass squared, on a regular right? basis. Troy squared? T squared. T squared, yeah. And What's your blog? Uh, T squared Vancouver Personal Training.com. There we go. Forward slash personal training articles. Type that in fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where are you going to sit, James? I don't know. Can I 
Yeah. All right. And we got one other person in the in the room, but she's she's our official auditor. She's um. She's the auditor maven. She's the auditor maven. She's uh, making sure that we're well behaved here tonight. James, you want to <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, WordPress. How many people here use WordPress? Oh, a lot of hands went up. I have a blog that's kind of inactive at the moment. You have an, an inactive WordPress blog? I do. Yeah, I've got a whole, I got a whole bunch of those. Um, okay, so WordPress, someone, I think Bonnie posted an article not so long ago saying, uh, and I can't remember who was the author, but it was basically saying why you shouldn't use WordPress or you know, think twice before using WordPress. <laughs> and it, it uh, outlined uh, a lot of reasons. Um, in terms of uh, you have to have a little bit of technical knowledge. Uh, there are uh, things you have to maintain. You have to maintain the, the plugins uh, and upgrade them and all that kind of thing because there's vulnerabilities involved. Um, do you remember who that was? No, I don't. But I do remember the article. And then there was another, uh, and you're right, because there is overhead associated with WordPress. And the other thing is everybody thinks they're a web designer and they don't like to write content. So what happens is they spend 10 hours <laughs> making their WordPress blog uh, pretty, sort of, ends up breaking it, and then they spend half an hour writing, starting to write content when in fact they should be writing 10 hours of content for every hour that they play at being a web designer. Even they, if they're a good web designer, they still shouldn't be, it's a blog. If that's what the website is, then it's a blog. You should be writing content. You shouldn't be um, adding a new header to your blog. Exactly, and if you're just starting out, you can get pulled into this black hole of <laughs> tweaking themes, plugins. Oh, you know, see a fancy plugin that can do this, that, and the other thing, and you end up spending all your time playing with it instead of actually doing something with it. Right. Yeah. So, so for someone who's just starting out, would you, if if they, you know, didn't ha didn't want to spend time doing that, uh, just to start out, would you recommend that they do something like, uh, let's say, Squarespace or uh, WordPress.com or Blogger.com? No, actually, I wouldn't. But what I would um, recommend, and I do, is using a media, something like Medium or uh, Ghost is another one, mm -hmm. or Subtle. And I haven't actually looked at Subtle. So they're free blogging platforms. They're hosted. So you sign up for an account, and all you do is blog. You can add uh, a graphic to your blog you can add uh, a small number of links at the end so uh, and then the rest of it is just pure writing so you don't get to uh, make changes no short codes uh, it's just blogging so the, I think that's a um, the right way to start because you get in the habit of creating content because I can I can write a a blog post and then spend five hours playing with the formatting, putting, you know, embedding uh, tweets and uh, doing this and that and, you know, uh, that doing things that don't spend, that don't enhance the actual content. Yeah, exactly. And, and another point too that I wanted to bring up is um, <clears throat> as podcasters, we talk a lot about uh, making sure that you have good 
uh, media hosting for your for your media files because um, if your show gets popular, if you get mentioned on a, a big name blog, <coughs> and you get a ton of downloads, people aren't just going to download your you know your first your most recent episode. If people like it, they're right. going to download all your episodes, and just a huge bandwidth uh, demand, and uh, it'll crash your your uh, your hosting company if you and don't. They, have. Yeah, and then they send you a nasty email. Yes. Uh, but the same thing is true if you're on shared hosting right? and you get mentioned and, you know, they're not going to mention your RSS feed. They're not going to say, go to feeds.feedburner.com slash the bunker yep. project. They're going to say, go to, go to Uncentered Social Underground. And then all of a sudden when Oprah mentions you, your site crashes. So uh, a, um, that's one benefit to being on a hosted service like uh, Squarespace or Ghost right. so, so the other um, benefit for a new blogger um, to be on something like Medium or Ghost is that there's a whole community associated with it. So uh, they advertise within the community. So if there's 10,000 bloggers on uh, Medium, when you sign on, they suggest other blogs that are on Medium. So they do some um, uh, marketing for you. And it's also easy to market that particular uh, blog. But being part of a community like that converts a lot um, faster than if you're just, your blog is in there, and I forget, it's like two blog posts a second or something are, are created. So that's a, an awful lot of blogs. So. So, by, so by being part of a bigger group, uh, the, uh, the SEO benefits kind of trickle down to your blog because you're part of Ghost? Is that what, is that uh, what you mean? Yeah, but Google doesn't have anything to do with it. But no. it's, it is traffic. So if you're thinking of SEO as traffic to your blog, then yes. But um, Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kinda like a blog talk radio. By being part of blog talk radio, you're part of a, a group of people who are listening to uh, shows and are perusing around the site. It's not SEO. It's it's just you're there. Yep. Where where the where there's listeners. Right. Except that the audio is crap over there. So yeah. So I'm okay. There. But so it, but it's the same idea. And mm -hmm. also, you're part of that community, so you are uh, you feel more uh, compelled to read someone else's yes. blog because I read blogs about art about things that I wouldn't even consider. Uh, any other way just mm -hmm. because it you know the first paragraph seemed to be fairly interesting so I read it and I probably will only ever read one post but I would never take the time uh, maybe there's other people that would come back to the you know to that particular person's blogs and and it is a minimalist feel there right there's absolutely yeah. do you like that or do you prefer to see the the bells and whistles of a WordPress site yeah I can argue either but i feel like a blogger <laughs> on medium <laughs> yeah and i feel like a marketer on wordpress mm. anybody else what about uh, ownership at least if you have your own wordpress site you own everything yeah it's true it's true but but you can like if you if you're on a self-hosted or a, a hosted service like wordpress.com or blogger you can still or or wix uh and probably uh, uh, if we hear a little bit more about um, uh, the other new service here, uh, <coughs> you can host your own domain. So you can, you can 
get your own domain on a WordPress, WordPress.com blog. Instead of it being myblog.wordpress.com, it would be myblog.com. Uh, and then if you decide you want to go with hosted WordPress, you can just export everything and yep. keep all the links and everything. So you can start off that way if you want with Blogger, WordPress.com, or Squarespace.com, and then move um, uh, if you want more of the flexibility and the... And the, I mean, there's 30,000 plus plugins on WordPress. Yes. Uh, there's That's too many. Tons and of I games. have them all on two of them. It literally <laughs> is like, you know, the same, the saying that, we, that, that, you know, with the iPhone and Android, there's an app for that. Yep. Uh, if you can think about it, someone's come up with an app. Same thing with WordPress. But in some cases, then you end up with someone that has a WordPress site and they've had a crappy developer and they've got like, you know, five plugins that seem to do the same thing and half of them oh, are absolutely. out of date. And it's just, you know, or you, or you find a site that's got like 25 plugins. You think, okay, this seems a bit excessive. Yeah, it's the same with the, with the, uh, the, the app store. To, stay, to, to remain unnamed. <laughs> so, so the other thing you can do with these minimalist um, blog platforms is you can write um, a small uh, blog, um, you know, the um, maybe 100 words, and you can link back to your own um, blog site, which ah, right, I yes. recommend is WordPress, but uh, <laughs> other people have other opinions, but... Um, and at that point, now you can start formatting, now you can start embedding Twitter uh, posts, you can do whatever you want, and you could write a four or five hundred page article, but on Medium or Ghost or, um, or Subtle, maybe it's a hundred words and it's, uh, it's self-contained, but it would be a, more like a teaser article or a management overview. Mm -hmm. So Mike Elgin... Uh, he's yes. doing he's doing that exact same thing, but he's doing it on the Google, Google Plus. Plus. Um, That's where I got the idea. Actually, <laughs> he swears by by doing that, and I think you're doing that. I see. Um, yep. I see you doing a lot of that on Google Plus too. Yeah. Uh, like when you post something, you summarize it on Google Plus, or or if you're curating something, you you, you summarize it and put it up on Google Plus. Yep. And um, I think that's 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 a pretty good idea too. Now, I want to talk about Ghost for a second. It was a Kickstarter, and um, they they were funded, and now they're you, you can sign up and it's a fully uh, operation operating platform now. Um, you're on there. No, I'm not on that one. Oh, okay. Uh, Which one are you? Mar on? I'm on uh, Medium. Right. I signed up for Subtle today, and I'll test it sometime in the next few days. Mary Kane, who is our WordPress expert on women talking tech, has used Ghost, and she rather likes it. Yeah, and they, so when they when they brought out Ghost, they said that WordPress has become more than a blogging platform. It's a CMS. It's become complicated, right. and 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 now Ghost is has all the same uh, infrastructure that they've put in place. That, that they've made it open source. They've got developers working on plugins. And do you, do you think that maybe it's just going to become WordPress over time? Um, I don't think it's got a snowball's chance in hell against. That WordPress—I um, mean, WordPress is twenty percent of the internet. It's that's let's say fairly um, large community to take on. James James has some interesting pictures on his phone. Oh, about ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, yeah, it is about some ghosts. Uh, you know, like you, you ever see the movie Ghost? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's like those pictures. Ah. Well, I I like Casper the Friendly Ghost, but okay. He's a definitely friendly ghost. 
No, I hadn't. I I don't know about. It, it just seems to me like like they've um, they said that they want to go minimalist. They want to go back to the roots of, of WordPress, which is just a blogging platform. But at the same time, they're setting up the stage to develop a more integrated and and you know sophisticated CMS. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I yeah. I mean, there's a lot of very interesting things that have been happening in the WordPress community in the last, say, six months, um, so that you actually, uh, there's aids to build child themes mm -hmm. uh, that really you don't require any coding. Yes, uh, Headway is one. Yeah, I don't like that um, one, but you're right. Yeah. Uh, thesis, so the new thesis two, and I, I can't remember whether it's two, four, two, five or three, uh, but it it has the equivalent of libraries in you know Fortran mm -hmm. world or COBOL world, which is the last time I coded. So they have a bunch of libraries, and then you just include them, and then that gives you some kind of functionality. So and then they use widgets for anybody that knows anything about WordPress. They usually use a widget, and that's how uh, you can use whatever it is. Sometimes it's uh, short code, but usually a widget. Like a widgetized area, like a block. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing I don't like about um, Headway is, is, I mean, it is drag and drop and you can put a block anywhere and you can make the site look like whatever you want. But when you move a block or tweak a block, it can go all, all everything goes all over the place. And, it, and then, you know, trying to get it back to the way it was is a little bit challenging. I have a question for us newbies out there. What's the difference between a widget and an add-in? Right. Plug Plug-in. Plugin, plugin, and uh, widget. Bonnie, you want to do this one? So a plugin is a piece of code that you activate, and it has some kind of a, a function. Uh, one of the most popular plugins is um, Akismet, Akismet, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, and that's anti-spam. So what that does is is add anti-spam uh, functionality to your uh, to your your uh, website, you do have to set it up. There's a license code, uh, contact. There's contact seven, and that gives you all the information to create a contact form on you. Lots of people use that one. There's a uh, backup. So WP backup. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just trying. I've got. Well, there's 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 thirty thousand of them. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many of them, and, and basically Some just. Some are paid. Yeah. Yes, yes. There's there's um. There's free ones that are available to download at WordPress.org or right through your yep. Word, WordPress dashboard, and then you can get a premium plugins. And if you're, you know, if you subscribe to WSO or JVZoo, right. or, <laughs> you'll see daily plugins yeah. uh, coming out that can do all sorts of things. And um, but a, a widget, uh, a, like a plugin, is basically a uh, something you activate that instead of coding script it just puts the script injects the script into your site and yeah, makes the, the work. functionality yeah uh and uh is that right neil well if is that technically correct no no <laughs> okay in a word no so uh, how does it how does it how does it technically work technically a plugin is it's a pre-coded html file where you put the the code from the company, say, for Wufu Forms, for example, mm -hmm. it is pre-coded to accept 
that code. So yeah, it just it just pre yeah, as, as yeah. functionality. Yeah. Whatever functionality yeah. it's going to be. Okay, yeah. and a widget. Yeah. A widget is just something that uh, displays information in a certain way. A widget, side, right? a widget is nothing apart from a HTML holder to hold a little box to hold the code. Yeah. Kind of to thing. hold the code. Mm -hmm. To display it in a meaningful way. It, to it, display it in the make in the way yeah. it is made is made or built to do to do exactly what you ask it to do there is there is no difference between standard html holders or a widget it's just marketing rubbish <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't want to i don't want to have to code all no. the time and it would even if no. i did know how to code it would be inefficient for me to code the the about me page every single time i created a a wordpress when in fact i can just say um yeah but w i can configure it and say this is the okay uh, email address i want yes and but at the end of the day if you have a HTML box in your website, which is linking to another site, it doesn't matter what code you put in it, or you don't even have to code it because once you once you have the code, you have the link. Whatever you do on the other site, automatically will go to your next site. Ah, uh, yeah, there you go. And you. There's, it doesn't matter. It, nothing matters apart from what you want to put in your blog, your post on Twitter, your Facebook feed, whatever. It's not going to change. Whatever you do will automatically update on your website. There right, you and, and that's, but plugins and widgets are... Uh, the way that WordPress yeah, uh, but ages it, ago set it up. So right or wrong, no. it's the way they set it up. Yes, but it's wrong. You know, the, everybody's okay. arguing over widgets and themes and stuff. Is it a hobby or a business? If it's a business that you want to make money with, you hire somebody to put the WordPress you do. together. Yes. If it's a hobby, fart yeah. around. Yes. Okay. <laughs> good point. Yeah. No, very good point. Yeah, and that's uh, that's another thing too. We're we're mainly talking about people who are, who are um, initially at least farting around. Yeah. <laughs> right, because they call themselves bloggers, but in fact they aren't bloggers. They're people who play with their WordPress site three quarters of the time. Yeah, yeah. There's a. I mean, th that's uh, the whole reason why there's a a uh, a marketplace for these plugins. Okay, so. Can I? I, I, well, I never even speak. I know, and, and you're doing very well. Let's, uh, let's uh, talk about um, your project. Okay. Well, because it's perfect timing now. Yeah, it's perfect timing because, A, one, I can't hear myself at the moment. <coughs> That'll be probably a bit better. Anyway. Yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. We, it, we can hear we can you. Hear you. That's good. So, 
yeah, you have WordPress, and you have a very squeaky door. Feels like we're in a dungeon here. <laughs> we're in a bunker. It literally is a bunker sound effect. I'll get a. I'll I'll grab a uh, another. I'll get one of those winter ones. Yeah, thanks. Igor. Well, it is social media and black beer, so. Yeah. Except they're they're out of black beer. They're out they're out of black beer. They're out of pale ale. They're out of everything except for the winter. Yeah, it's good. She gave me a sample. It was good. Okay. Anyway, as I was saying, yeah, WordPress, all the plugins. Total waste of time. Total waste of time. Total auto okay. waste of time. So, so, so it's a waste of time because people waste their time fiddling with it, or it's, it's just the concept is a waste of time? The concept is total waste of time. Why do it? Why bother? Because it's the only way they can get the functionality on WordPress. Yes, but... Okay, but what's the, what's the alternative to a plugin? It, like, how does it work with, uh, with, iTech. with iTech? I take uh, well. The new new system is being configured at the moment, and I'm not in a position to promote it at the moment. And this is not why I'm talking about it. But the new position is to create a platform where you can build anything you want. You can have any HTML content you could possibly imagine. So anything to uh, from your Twitter feed, your squeaky door. <laughs> so so what about like um uh, there's there's a plugin I just saw <coughs> yesterday and it's uh it's a it's a uh, a plugin that integrates like an Amazon affiliate store with uh, with WooCommerce. So um, uh, what it does is it makes it look like the um, actual products are on your. S- it actually puts it on your site, so it's not actually pulling it from from Google, from uh, Amazon. And uh, when you put it in the shopping cart on your Woo thing, it puts it in the shopping cart on Amazon, and then therefore gives you a 90-day cookie. So uh, instead of having a 24-hour cookie, you have a 90-day cookie. So it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Could you do that kind of? Kind of, uh, of course. With uh, without a, a plugin, how would that how would that work? How does it work? You you ha- would you have to code it yourself, or would you would you? No, no, no. no. You would just copy and paste, copy and paste oh. from your Amazon store straight into it. No problem. Yeah, you'd just be setting the expiry of the cookie. You wouldn't be really changing that much else. Actually, that that, that plug- comes from Amazon. Though. Yeah, but that plugin does a whole lot more than that. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it yeah, does. It, it no, does, it, it, and it's it does int- and it's integrated into WooCommerce, yeah. which does a lot more than that. And absolutely, no, it doesn't. You can create it yourself, no, but I'm sorry, you can it configure doesn't. it. It doesn't. It doesn't do what? It doesn't. You, whatever you put on your website, is exactly the same as you would put on your WordPress app or in any other platform you're ever going to use. It would not make a difference. Okay, would well... have the same functionality is what you're saying. There, there are other... Uh, there are other plugins that do that kind of thing, but they pull it from Amazon and therefore 
it does not put the um, it does not give your no. site credit for the yes, content. Yes, it does. It does. It does because it, everything is affiliated with everything that you do. So it's like the it's kind of like the force. Is, uh, <laughs> no, honey, it's the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> it's chaos. <laughs> Actually, I think that was chunk theory, wasn't it, or hunk theory? Yeah. Where, uh, um, where we were every every piece of like every cell or, or atom is connected oh. by thread. Okay. And then you know it was it fell it fell to to the theory of the molecule, but then with quantum physics, the okay. hunk, the hunk theory is valid in the in the in the micro small. Okay. Well, we if we want to go into super symmetrical string theory. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we went Come through on. this. We went through this the other night, and I did stay show. awake. But holy cow! Well, we, I can do. But th my idea of building the platform I'm building at the moment is to make the u the end user without code the simplest, most positive platform they could ever use. So if they use Amazon or Etsy or eBay or whatever to sell things, to be able to integrate it into their own website and without code, drag and drop, and be able to integrate it with Facebook so they can put a Facebook store up there without even, within two clicks, to add everything they do onto Facebook. And when they, so does that mean that it's 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 basically your job to to set up the infrastructure for that to happen in the background? So you're doing the coding so that it, to make it easy for for them to just drag it in, right? Yeah, I'm. That, so I've been building this for ten years. This is ah. this is. It's evolved. Cool. So when uh, when do we get to see it? It's live now. Yeah. It's not live to the public, mm -hmm. but it's live. I've been using it for myself for over yep. a year. Okay. And I'm ready to launch it. I'm just waiting or needing the time to launch it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, imagine WordPress on steroids. Cool. Imagine, imagine Wix on steroids. And imagine, imagine, <laughs> or maybe it, maybe it's not on steroids. Maybe it's being yeah. trained by Troy. Yeah, <laughs> but imagine um, being trained by me. Yes. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask Troy, like, uh, but, um, is steroids versus like actual weight gain better, or is steroids better to use to just get the immediate results? That was a joke. That was a joke. Steroids bad. Yeah. <laughs> if you want immediate results, see Troy. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. See me. <laughs> but if you don't want to work hard, steroids will work. <gasps> oh, I didn't hear you say that. Anyway. Uh, it was a joke, right, Troy? Right. Yeah. It was a joke. <coughs> anyway. Uh, I do not recommend so steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I think we beat that one to death. Yeah, I was trying. I was. Uh, anyway, anyway, I'm just saying. I've. My goal and my, I want to get 
this platform into the mainstream. I want to get it, and my main goal is to get into education because mm -hmm. I believe if I get it into education, and it's free, it, it's not going to cost anybody any money. Mm -hmm. If I can get it into education, and we can teach the children in Canada or and in the world how to design and develop websites and mobile applications as a curriculum will be a stronger nation a great future for everybody speaking of mobile applications hey Andrew do you know what we have for just now we have a bunker project application on the Windows Phone Store that listeners can download for free. Cool. There you go. Yeah, the Gaming Maven uh, has developed a bunker project app on Windows Phone. Ooh, I don't have my Windows Phone, but I have a Windows tablet at home. Doesn't work on that. Oh. <laughs> Way to go. Why not? Okay, Bonnie, what are you using today years. here? <laughs> what is that? It's an it's an Android. Of course it's. And what do you have, Terry? I have an iPhone, which is absolutely perfect for me because it takes beautiful pictures. <laughs> okay, I'll take a picture of you taking so a picture. No, it's an iPhone okay, 5. So anyways, though, I do agree with uh, Neil about the, uh, the education thing. It's a good idea, and I hope you have the best of success with that. Oh, did well. you? Cool. Yeah, I think, I think that's a, a great idea. Where can they find out more about it? Uh, yeah, what's the website? Facebook page, Twitter account. Name to be determined. We'll add it to the show notes once it's there. It's not available. What about yeah? What about a landing page that says "coming soon"? Squeeze page. Sign up for notifications. Roids coming soon. Uh, Itechglobal.com. Itechglobal.com. Cool. That's so hey, Bonnie. I was talking to Bob earlier today. <laughs> And uh, speaking of WordPress and plugins and all that, he wanted to know what you think about uh, a, a particular plugin, uh, ret Retweet Old Post. Oh, I love that. I haven't added it in uh, because I'm not sure I trust, I trust it yet. <laughs> um, but actually, I do that manually. And I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. If you wrote uh, a... A, a post, say, six months ago, and it was good content that's current, why would you not, um, why would you not want to let the world know that it's there? Mm -hmm. And you can customize it and, you know, put a, you could have like a best of category that you only use that category for retweet old post and just have it, you know, tweet that category if you want. Right. Um, and uh, it's kind of, I think it's pretty cool. I was listening to, um, podcast answer man and scott stratton was on as a guest and uh he slammed that plugin <laughs> really why <laughs> well he's on this whole thing now he's he doesn't like any automation he doesn't like <gasps> any scheduling he's uh he says he gets really choked when he sees somebody tweet something and then he goes and to send them a message and they they're not there he's like He's like, he wants to go back to the old Twitter back in the early days. And he says that it's, you know, he's just disheartened with the whole constant um, sea of, of, of just links posting on Twitter. And um, <clears throat> so actually him and Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, both, uh, they were talking about using this, um, uh, 
uh, Tweetbot, where they could mute uh, services, they could mute buffer links, they could mute Hootsuite links, they can mute uh, pretty much anything that is not, you know, actually <laughs> entered in manually. So then they said all of a sudden when they did that, their their Twitter experience went from all this noise to what people are really saying, which was kind of interesting. But, you know, I, I'm, I, I actually kind of, you know, <coughs> some people that I follow and put in lists and things like that, uh, the links that they put out there, that, that's what I want to see. Yes. So it's... Um, you know, and I, I, I can see the point that it is a little bit, uh, it's, it can be a little bit of noise with everybody just put, put, putting uh, links out there. Um, I think one of the, I think it was Guy Kawasaki that made it kind of a... Kawasaki. A, a, a Kawasaki that made it a, a thing, right? Um, yeah. And, uh, but um, if as long as it's really good content that people are curating, I think it's a good thing. Well, I... I I have believe I believe in scheduling, and I have <laughs> since day one. There's no way you can sit on um, on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the other Google Plus, and post live. So I schedule, I schedule exceptional content, and then I use TweetDeck, and I go in there every once in a while. Sometimes uh, I won't go in for an hour. Other times I spend 10 or 15 minutes there and then I have a conversation. But I don't, well, first of all, do I want a random conversation? Do I just tweet you and say, oh, hey, Andrew, how the hell are you? I mean, what are we going to have a conversation about if, if if you have a tweet about something that you've scheduled, then we can have a conversation. This is good. This is not good. Why are you beating up on Apple again? So we can have a good conversation, but it doesn't have to be live all the time. I'm a yoga now. I believe in scheduling, but uh, monitoring live. So let's say, so if if somebody tweets or makes a, has a question or makes a comment, that I get notified about right away, and then I can respond. But yeah, I agree with Bonnie. Otherwise, yeah, you can't be on live tweeting. You know, as many times. Yeah, and, and I'm not in, so um, enamored with Scott anymore. I, th- I think in his book on marketing, he 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 did say this, and then uh, somebody um, in Germany tweeted him, and uh, he didn't reply for three like three hours later, and then he tweeted Scott Scott Stratton is a fraud, and and um, but with the time change, he'd actually tweeted at two in the morning, and then he tweeted that he was a fraud at five in the morning. So he's just, he's still sleeping. So he gets up and he sees this tweet, and he said he was totally, you know, disheartened. And I'm like, why would you be disheartened? <laughs> I mean, it's like the guy is just being an idiot. Yeah. So. Well, same as it's like you know, it's like if I'm in a meeting with a client, obviously I'm not going to respond if somebody tweets something to me. Exactly. I mean, it's like people have jobs. This is kind of way we do this. So it's like, yeah, we're not on there 24/7. Yeah. And if you're if you're if you're not like a teenager, and if you're like a, a business, you have yeah. to schedule. You have to <laughs> yeah. schedule. It's not. Uh, it's not hot. I mean, I suppose you could just you're binge a, tweet. James never schedules his tweets. Well, I mean, I used to schedule my tweets, but then it got to be kind of a pain in the ass. I, well, because a lot of the content that I deal with is usually time sensitive. So the minute. Well, no, in the sense like, like, in a way, I like to be seen as like I I. Well, because like if be you know, here I know what he, I know what he's talking about. Because 
like, I mean, if he says that he's eating macaroni and cheese and he schedules it and then when it actually goes out, he's not really eating macaroni and cheese. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> Thank but God. I'm talking about like, like usually like there was a post yesterday about a guy that uh, had his Twitter name stolen away from him yep. for 50, that was worth $50,000 because it was at N and, uh, you know, TechCrunch picked up that story the next day. So I was actually ahead of them by almost 12 hours or 15 or 16 hours. So that gives me more credibility about stuff that people cares about. I actually posted that yesterday too and I scheduled it. Oh, well, okay. So, well, I, I, so it's just a matter. I, I like to tweet things when I feel is, is necessary. So if I'm like on the way to do something, sure, I'll use my downtime and I'll, skip, and I'll tweet. <coughs> um, especially at night, like when I'm at home and I've, I'm reading articles, I'll tweet those out too because I'm hitting a whole different amount of people in so different are parts they, of the world. Are so, they out, uh, so you don't have anything for... I, I'm not saying this is bad. I'm asking a question. I try to post at Nothing least three. for four or five hours, and then all of a sudden there's four tweets in like 20 minutes, and then nothing for... Uh, is, is that your pattern, or am I wrong? No, that's not exactly untrue. I mean, that can happen for sure, especially if on the bus, but um, most of the time I try to at least be one a day, like at the least, just okay. to show that I'm active. Because I believe that that's more important is to be consistent rather than... But I will sometimes, you know, do four in a row. I have no problem with that, especially if they're different content. If it's the same story over and over again, then, yeah, it's kind of a pain in the ass. But if I, but if I miss you... But most of the time, it's not just me tweeting about it. I'm retweeting other people that I've read stuff about, so... Right, but... So it doesn't look like I'm sending four tweets in a row. It's like, you know, retweeted by Twisted Magic, not necessarily is Twisted Magic, so... Okay. It's, it's a just different. I um so there's a, a small window of availability for your tweets. I agree. And if I happen to be uh on the phone or something and and you've got incredible content yeah, and I wasn't it. on Twitter for an hour, yeah, you'll then it. I'm going to miss your stuff. Totally. I totally understand that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> I I'm, I'm using Twitter as a personal thing and Okay. Most of the people that follow me don't seem to follow a billion people. So, you know, they follow 60 to 70 to 100 people. So I don't really have a lot of people that have. Okay. You know. It's totally different yeah, point of view. Different, different yeah. point of view yeah. Okay. So we had some voicemail feedback. Now, I actually have a question now, actually, about Twitter. You mentioned lists, and I've, always, I've never used a list yet on Twitter. I'm a newbie. So why would you, um, you put Scott in a list, you said? Like, why would you put somebody in a list if you're already following Well, I never them? said I put Scott in a list, but I said I have lists. You have lists. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. But what, what's the difference if you're following somebody? Why would you put them in a list? Because if you're following 7,000 people, uh, you can't really follow 7,000 people, but you can put... Segment different top like people in different uh, niche lists, yeah, uh, based on the topic or or whatever you want. And then you click like on that and then bunk- see just those tweets from yeah, those people. I have a bunker project that list, oh. so I I can just click on the bunker project list, and anybody who's ever been at the bunker project, I can see. Ah, uh, okay. you know, hopefully, if I so that's how it works. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so okay, no thanks. Uh, that's, and Bonnie had, Bonnie had a good tip too with lists, and that she actually. Um, uh, uses them to harvest uh, followers because people are putting out, you know, the best people in their in their list, and you can explain that. Okay, so uh, if you when you're building up your Twitter followers, you can subscribe to other people's 
public lists. So if you're a personal trainer, for instance, you find uh, a personal trainer thought leader in your niche and you look to see lists that they're following. So thank you very much. They have just... Or lists that they've created. That Sorry, that they've created. Mm-hmm. And... So thank you very much. They've just given you a list of interesting people. Maybe they've given you a list of people that went to uh, a particular conference. And you can subscribe to that list, in which case you see all of those tweets. You may want to follow some of these people instead of just subscribing. But it's a good way. uh, You can then retweet people from that list. And as soon as you retweet them, they know that you're there. If you're if you have good content that you're publishing, they will follow you back. Yeah, and you're on their radar then. Yeah. So it's it's a good strategy. Now I don't have that queued up, so why don't you just ask your question in person since you're yeah. here? Do I remember the question? I think I'm a Twitter newbie, but I'm starting. To, I'm up to about uh, fifteen hundred, two thousand subscribers on my Twitter accounts. So my question to the Twitter mavens is. Um, how can I start monetizing uh, Twitter? So how, how are people monetizing Twitter? If they'll There's tell a me. big silence in the room right now. <laughs> James, how are you monetizing Twitter? How do I monetize Twitter? Uh, I monetize Twitter? Right now, I, uh, I, I tell people they can send a dollar uh, to my <laughs> PayPal account. <laughs> and I, so far, I don't have a dollar. Okay, I've provided good content, and because of that, people have contacted me oh. and ended up becoming oh. clients. Oh, that's what yes, that's there you go. Oh, okay. I, okay, wait, wait, wait. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that? Uh? I, I did hear that, um, yeah. and but I uh, I was thinking more like, has anyone done uh, done any of these um, uh, paid for tweets and stuff? Was it uh, there's a there's something that you can sign up for that they pay you for tweets or anything like that? No, no, but I I mean I've I've I know people who, you know, a number of years ago who uh, did like, you know, tweet this and you, if you do it enough times, you win an iPad or, you, or something along those lines. I'm sure that's the same idea. And uh, they did get an iPad. Um, it worked. But um, those kind of promotions, I think, are few and far between now. So there are, there are people who will pay influential Twitterers to tweet on their behalf. Mm. I'm not really enthusiastic about it, but I, I know um, that happens. And, and I think the way to monetize any kind of social media is to become famous, to be, become someone who people trust. Yes. So when it's it the comes no like to. And trust, uh, yes. Yeah. So when you're looking for travel insurance, you remember Margaret because she provides incredible content. So on Facebook, she's got articles about uh, that's all about money. She doesn't she doesn't even talk necessarily about insurance, but she talks about finances, and the same thing on Twitter. So that when you're ready to buy travel insurance or other kinds of of insurance services, then Margaret stays top of mind. Mm-hmm. Is that monetizing Facebook, Twitter? Yeah, of course it is. If if you just put out ads all the time. Well, and also, too, if you just all you do is put out links to your site and make people feel like they're nothing but being bombarded with s- sales spam, they will yeah. not buy from you. 
Yeah, but uh, save for me, who is an international karaoke rock star, yeah. uh, self-proclaimed. Uh, you know, I, I don't have a business yeah, per se. Yeah, you do. You just I don't do. Realize it. I don't. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm more like Justin Bieber, except the clean, unarrested <laughs> one that's not in jail in Toronto at the moment. So I had his money. I'd be on the mugshot once a week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the publicity he gets. They think it's a publicity stunt, but anyways. So I am. A, I am a business. Well, well, I mean, kind of. Uh, you are. One of the top hits on Google. So if you search karaoke Vancouver, right? Oh, I'm number one. I'm out. There, karaoke there, Vancouver. I'm there up you there, go. Yeah. So maybe you could offer a subscription process for your events listing. Ah, interesting. Or, or you could have a digital product. Yeah. Uh, or you could create a karaoke so, app or something along those lines. Well, I do have my karaoke website, rockgod.ca. Hey, Not that Paul, I'm I know it. somebody that can build you a mobile app. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll talk about that later. But so, anyways, no. Okay, I was just wondering how other people had been. I'm just new to this and just wondering if there's a way to monetize and uh, how people are doing it right now. Quality. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that most people on Twitter they're not monetizing directly. Uh, I mean, there are a few I've seen that. uh, Yeah, but I mean, we're talking. We're talking. uh, You know, hundreds of thousands of followers. Right. Um, Never fall into the trap of buying followers. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and, I wouldn't do that. I want quality followers. And, but, and, uh, you know, you can easily uh, find find those people out anyways. So if you've got uh, like Microsoft approached uh, Bonnie because she's not because she's got a hundred thousand followers, but because they analyzed her followers and, and her account and found that she's got a very highly engaged. Well, that's how uh, she got on the Forbes list too. And that's how she, yeah, exactly. Two Forbes lists. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, yeah, you can buy a hundred thousand followers that are just spam accounts, and it's absolutely worthless. And uh, I mean, you're better off having you know two hundred followers that actually care about what you say than having ten thousand that mean nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you have, say, two thousand followers, and they're all your customers that have bought from you in the past, and they all know, love, and and trust you. It's easy to monetize, but if it's just, yep. you know, it, I've got 6,800 followers now, <coughs> but, nice. um, but you know, they're not, there's people that have maybe 400 followers that, that are much more personal. Like I don't really have a personal relationship with most of those people, like 90% of those people I don't even know personally. i just follow them on Twitter and they yeah, follow Yeah, you provide quality and people will come to you. It's like, it's not like I get clients all the time from it, but I, you know, I do. I just had one just before Christmas that found me on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. So I, I don't... You've, you've got quite a few, quite yeah. a few customers. I don't think you have to have a personal relationship with your Twitter no. followers. They have to know who you are. And if you're branding your tweets properly then they're going to know who they, who you are. They're going to feel comfortable enough to have a conversation, a public conversation with you. Yes. So um, th- there's people that argue with me when I put a um, some kind of, you know, what, whatever the, uh, I can't remember the last one, there was where people didn't like whatever it was I was, saying it wasn't even my blog post, it was someone else's. But everything I put out, I have read the whole article and I'm willing to defend it. Mm-hmm. So, and... Yeah, uh, you're not one of those people that just uh, sees reads the title the and, and, and <laughs> flips it onto Twitter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but, so, we don't have a personal relationship, but we have a relationship. And it's, it's enough that they'll retweet me 
So there has to be some trust there for them to, to retweet me because they're basically saying, look what Bonnie said. And without saying, oh, she's full of shit, um, then they're saying, oh, yeah, okay, so she found this article and it's interesting. Or they're having some, you know, sometimes, you know, usually they agree with some point in the article or they say nice article, they say something, they click through, which is the ultimate um, uh, trust, Mm -hmm. right? That they they click through to find out. Now, there's no way that I can find out how long they stay on that particular site because it's usually someone else's site. Yeah. But when they click through to my blog site, they usually read most of the article. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to assume that the the traffic that I send to other sites is quality. Yeah, but I can't prove that. But by 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 personal, I m- I meant uh, not necessarily like a two way personal, uh, but um, in terms of like what good example is is uh, the podcast answer man. Uh, he's uh, he's had about twenty podcasts and he's got a very highly engaged audience in his. And, and a lot of he doesn't have that many Twitter followers, but he's he's um, <clears throat> but the, the following that he does have uh, has listened to probably has probably spent hundreds and hundreds of hours listening to to him speaking, right. uh, you know, between their their headphones uh, for years. So he's developed this relationship without ever knowing them. Uh, but they feel like they know him, and they buy his products, his digital right. products, and sign so up it's not courses. wrong for him to monetize. So that was my. Oh point. no, no, is it, it wrong for no, 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 you it's to not monetize wrong. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not wrong at all. But but the whole Bonnie, what if Bonnie, you have good quality. Bonnie, and, Bonnie explained yeah. it the best. You have you have to, and and Margaret has a perfect example too the, of doing it is just developing trust uh, by putting out good information and being and not, authentic. Not and selling and not always dragging people back to your website. Any marketer that tells you every post has to go back to your website is full of shit. Yeah. Yes. And well, should be avoided uh, at all costs. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk in his new book, he's like jab, 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 right hook, right? So it's like, so he's, he's like, you know, yes, you do have to, if you're using it as a marketing tool, you have to actually market with it. But um, you have to give, give, give. And then present your stuff and then give, 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 and then you know, yeah. pitch. So, so about 20%. 15, it used to be 15%. Now you can get away with about 20% um, uh, of, of your tweets being links back to your website, but not just to, so, uh, to your website homepage is bad, 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 because you get them there and then there's nothing. So if you're going to... Um, put a link there. It should be to a specific page, and that you have to know why you want them to go to that particular link. James is going to argue with me. No. No. He just saw something on Twitter. He says that the, the tweet said, "I now pronounce you man and wife." Uh, Somebody got married. And he said, Twitter? "Click on it, and it's free teeth whitening." Yeah. Oh, that so free teeth whitening. That's um, dentist. you know, I got this. Uh, wow, you really earned a dentist these days. No, no, no. I, I, I um, I don't know how I got this on my computer, but it's called the Instant Savings app, and it just embeds ads everywhere. Ooh. Yeah, I got to get rid of that thing. What are you? You're using Firefox. I can't uninstall it. It, it uh, uh, when I when I go to uninstall it, yeah. in you know, Control Panel and uninstall, yeah. it, it it won't uninstall. Ooh. Uh, it's when I go 
when I go to Chrome, what's that? Get a virus, uh, an anti, a free antivirus. I think it's an. I mean, you need an adware. It'll find you. I think it finds it. Well, I've got antivirus on there, and it didn't find. I've got Nor. I've got Norton. Norton sucks. Yeah. Get a better one. Norton's this bloody bloatware. Norton is a virus. But uh, Twitter <laughs> is really good at putting ads on that are related. Like I, I searched the other day. I searched on uh, Expedia flight to Mexico. Boom! I, I signed on to Twitter, and I was getting ads for Mexico. You know, in like Chrome, that, like minutes, like. Oh, that's not Twitter. That's Google. That's Google. It, well, Google picked up. Well, is it? I don't That's know. Somehow Google. they knew I was searching in for Mexico within Expedia. That's Google. As so. soon as I, as soon as I went on the website for the site that I went to in Mexico in the in the in the fall, everywhere I went on Google, Google. on Chrome, it's like yeah, there's always ads for that exact resort. But yeah. I was in Expedia. I went right to Expedia, then searched for Mexico. Doesn't matter. And then, so they so, know wow. it's Google. Yeah, they can. Ah. They, they know what you're doing. And then Twitter showed the ads. Like I had their sponsored Ooh, ads in yeah. Twitter and stuff. Wow. This, uh, minutes, but uh, this instant savings thing, it um, what it does is it you're on a website and if it's got the word free on the website, it'll cr- turn it into a link with a little uh, symbol next to it, Pirates. and and then you hover over it and it put, pops up an ad, uh, and then if you go to uninstall the Chrome extension, you can't because it's installed by enterprise policy. Uh, they're like really 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 sneaky. It's it's uh, hard to get off. Uh, I don't know about that particular one, but I did get rid of something like that with um, antivirus. So um, try to find another antivirus, run it, and it treats it like a virus, and then you can uninstall it. You know, I have a Mac. I don't have any of these problems. That would be because the virus people don't care about Max, because they're only seven percent. Exactly, it's only seven percent in the world. So yeah, whatever. You know, actually, you know, that's a good point, and and he's tr- it's true. That's one of the benefits of having a Mac. But I mean, I I, I like having it. I like my touch screen. I like I like the um, uh, you know, it's a little bit more cutting edge. I like technology. not spending my life fighting viruses. Yeah, no, it's I a haven't good point. had. It's a good point. This one thing is the only thing I've had in five years. Yeah. I don't have blue screens. I've had one virus in all that time, and it I haven't it had a virus own. since I got this. I, the only thing I, I got know. is this stupid adware. Yeah, it's adware. It's not it's a virus, but yeah. it, it's adware. But and I got go to, rid go, of it. You with go to their site, and they, 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 you read it. It's like they're like the saviors. They're, 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 they're making shopping easy by embedding links on everything. Uh, it's like, yeah. I don't think so. Yes, that's it. I want to punch you in the face. In Instant the face. savings app. In the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the um, karaoke maven is, is the rock star. Is out of here. Punch him in the face. Oh. <laughs> got a show. Got a show. Got right a roll. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Do good right. in your test. Bye. I'll tell you good night. Talking about that's Google, cool. can we talk about Google uh, selling off Motorola? Yeah, for sure. Oh no! But before we do that, before we do that, while we're talking about these these adware things, um, one of the best things if you do have a PC is to never go to like uh, CNET or any site where you're downloading free software. Because, yes. Because um, uh, even if it's coming from you know what seems like a reputable site, uh, these you know they used to put little donate buttons, but nobody donated, uh, and so the way to make money is to sell embedded 
bundled software like this instant savings app and you download a you know free you know like ManyCam or, or or software that you know looks good and and actually is pretty good oh thank you um and um uh and and you end up getting you know bundled software that you didn't want and even if you you know even if you tick that you don't want it they put it in they put it, they in, put it in anyway so it's better to buy software than to get free software uh and you just run the risk if you do take free software that um, you're going to get this crap on there. So um, Google sells Motorola. Yeah. But do they, did, they did keep a bunch of the patents. Like 90% of them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's why they bought the patent. It's, I, I found it interesting that... Um, so they bought them, kept the part they wanted, and dumped the rest. Yeah. And, and I, it hurt them actually a little bit having... Motorola because it it meant that they were competing with their OEMs. Yeah. So I think it's a good move to get rid of Motorola to sell Motorola. You know, get 5.9 billion was it? I think mm -hmm. for uh, and you know they get to keep all the intellectual property. So it's it's good. Uh, but that uh, one of the one of the things that they did have was the uh, they had a, Motorola had a patent for the 30 pin uh, adapter, which is what the iPhones used. And oh. Apple didn't care, or Motorola didn't really care. They never. They, Motorola was never a company that aggressively uh, sued over patents, unless it was something that was directly competing with something they were using. Yep. So, but when Google bought Motorola, all of a sudden, Apple's like, uh, "Yeah, let's change our." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought they just wanted me to buy more cables. Well, I mean, there was that was a side benefit. That was a bonus. Yeah, that they made some money off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, I, I think it was a good. I think it's a good, good move. I, I can't see any any downside to it. Google isn't a hardware company, is it? I mean, no. I mean, they have their own their own branded uh, devices like the Nexus Seven, the, the Nexus Five. The well, the Chromebook. Uh, Samsung. It's manufactured by Samsung. Yeah. Know. Uh, the, the, the the Nexus, Nexus Five is manufactured by uh, by LG, and then Nexus Seven is manufactured by ASUS. And four is I think that's LG too, yep, isn't it? It is because I have an L. But so I liked the idea that Google had a a hardware company, uh, and the you know the Nexus line because now I have a smartphone for three hundred and fifty dollars, brand new, and they were the first ones to sell a premium, arguably, a premium uh, smartphone at three three forty nine. It was three forty nine brand the, the, new the in Nexus the 4? box. The Nexus four was a mid range uh, phone. Yeah, but it does uh, the Nexus five is a is a is a high end phone. So um and, and it's not at a it's still at a low price point relative to the iPhone, relative to the Samsung right. Galaxy. But this 4. Nexus four does everything that other it's not a Note 3. But other than that, it's the same as any other kind of smartphone. It does everything. And it's I actually prefer the, the Nexus line to, you know, I, I like the Note because I, I like the, the size. Yes, me too. But, um, but I don't like the TouchWiz uh, features. Well, I have an old Note because I'm cheap because the new one costs too much money. And this one has the latest version of Android on it. So yeah. that's why I... But the uh, Samsung and the LG and the HTC and everybody else has their, their manufacturer's overlay, like yes. HTC Sense or 
Samsung TouchWiz, which, you know, maybe one or two of the features are kind of cool, but it it forces you to, uh, you, you can't turn it off. Uh, the one no, thing no. I did like about Motorola and, the, and their Motorola um, overlay, like the extra features that Motorola added, you could go into the settings and just disable it and get rid of it. And then okay. you've got bare bones Google, but with Samsung, you know, you're stuck with the bloatware and you're stuck with it on LG and you're stuck with it on... Mind you, some of it is like there's one or two things that are yeah, it's pretty cool. They have a cool camera app that's better than the the, the Google Google one. Right. Uh, but uh, but then you're stuck with everything else. It's like right. yeah, I don't want to have that benefit with all these other this other stuff that I can't get rid of. And this uh, Nexus runs apps uh, better than the Note. Maybe the Note is just too old. Um, but I, there was some apps that didn't run nearly as smoothly as the Nexus 4, which is a now an old phone, but yep. not to me. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think um, my phone, <laughs> Mateo um, was, um, grabbed Valerie's iPhone and said, it's my phone, my phone. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's mommy's phone, give it to her. And uh, so she, he took it back, he took it over to her, gave it to her, and then he saw my phone, which is an older end, it's a L- LG LTE. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's getting a little bit old. But um, he he picked it up off the coffee table and and then said, "Papa's phone, Papa's phone." And he walked over and I was changing uh, Mava at the time and I, there was this little water dish on the on the thing on the changing table and he reached up to and I'm like busy I didn't see what was happening and he just plop put it on the table but it went straight into the water dish that was about a month ago and it's been steadily degrading ever since and uh, now it's done it's so totally the uh, so rice Nexus, thing didn't work. <laughs> No, Popping no, it into it's, rice. it's, uh, it's, it's, it, 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 it survived for a while, but then, you know, his English damage, would say at this point, it's proper fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> liquid damage, uh, you, you can, no matter what you do, throw it in rice or whatever. Okay. Uh, it, 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 that, that can, that can help, but it, it, over time, it can still, you know, okay. so it spreads like cancer in the phone. So I think it was, um, uh, I can't remember which tech uh, journalist it was, but it was someone that I trusted. And they were talking about um, Google, not this latest. Um, it was when Google bought Nest. And they, uh, this fellow sort of threw away the thought that, or threw out the thought that um, mobile smartphone technology has pretty much come as far as it's going to you know the curved screen um, and some of the other kinds of things that it's doing but basically it went straight up from the old gray brick to the smartphones that we have now but in terms of hardware technology he didn't seem to think that it was there was as much to change and I'm wondering what your reaction to that is. Um, well, it's like uh, same thing with computer hardware with like Moore's Law, right? Like they're saying that it's got to it, at some point it's got to stop. But um, no, I, I think that there's still a lot of room, and I think it's going to be going to, of course, wearables, uh, and and um, the phone is going to be the hub. And Wait till augmented reality is more mainstream. Yeah, and there's going to be um, all sorts of other devices that just connect to it. So it's it's going to be modular. 
you know, you'll have, you'll have, um, you'll walk into your home and you'll have, uh, your phone will connect to, you know, your, uh, you, well, Z-Wave does that now from your yeah. iPhone. You can open up your front door. You exactly. Turn and on your lights. You get into your, you get into your car and, you know, now your car is connected. Uh, you get, and, and, you know, your watch, your glasses, everything. It's, it's, yeah. But, okay, so I'm going to argue that the technology to do that is not that revolutionary. It's, it's been around for a while. Just the costs are coming down. Yeah. Okay, and... And the size of the... Uh, okay, the but, but those are cosmetic things. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not revolutionizing the technology. It's making incremental changes. And, you know, maybe it's going to get thinner. Maybe curved is really a good thing. But there hasn't really been that much incremental... Like, I mean, it's all been incremental change uh, except for a couple of milestones, like when... You know, Apple introduced the iPhone. That was that was that radically changed the smartphone. Right. Uh, you know, and then since then, it's been incremental change. There hasn't been, uh, you know, prior to that, there was uh, the BlackBerry was was it, it revolutionized you know the way that people, businesses use phones. Right. Uh, there were you know, what was there before that? It it was the brick. Yeah. It, so so I mean, like we're talking like there's. There's a couple milestones and then incremental change in between. Okay. So I, 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 you know, that's the way I see it. Okay. And you know, every new phone that comes out, you know, it's like, um, okay, yeah, that's cool. And then, but then when if, if you look at the, you know, you, you take a, if you were to walk away and come back, <coughs> and you didn't see the the little increments, then it'd be like, wow, that's a big difference. It's like, you know, you you don't notice your kids getting older until you go. I didn't notice Matteo had grown so big until I was holding newborns in my hand. Okay, yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, holy crap, your head is huge. <laughs> it's like a size of a planet. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it's kind of like that. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't defending that point of view. I really did want to know what your, your take on it was because it, that came out of the blue. And I thought, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Next time I see Andrew, I'm going to ask. Yeah. So no, I th I don't know. It's it's it's, it's tough to say. Like you c there could be like something around the corner that's going to come out that's just going to blow everybody away. But like um, <clears throat> a battery that lasts. <laughs> for three oh, that's days? definitely coming. That's definitely coming. It, and is that I guess that's an offshoot of mobile, um, of the mobile the whole mobile world. Well, they've, they they you know they've got the technology for the, the ultra capacitor, which is awesome. And I'm sure those, you know, those are going to be coming out soon, which is a, um, it's a different, totally different technology than the current batteries, and it, and it charges in three seconds. Whoa! Okay, and, um, I'm on that one. Yeah, <laughs> it char that. charges in three seconds, and and the, uh, it was like two years ago. Leo Laporte had a, a prototype for a, a um, home drill that was powered by an ultra capacitor, and it was totally dead. And he plugged it in and just. You heard this kind of like sound, like kind of like an air compressor almost, and then okay, and then it was charged, and then he was like, you know, drilling with it and stuff like that. But um, those are coming. I have a, a new solar watch, and twenty minutes of sunshine is good for six months. There you go. That's all it takes. Yep. Really. So there's all sorts of cool things that are going to come out, but whether it's going to revolutionize the way we use our smartphones or whatever, I don't know. Let's talk about popcorn. Where is he? 
Oh, you were here for that one. Yes, I was. That was Whoa, famous. you Where were here for he? one of the yes. craziest episodes ever. I was actually talking about that guy that threw popcorn at you. Oh, popcorn <laughs> at me. Yeah, well, Bonnie says I'm becoming an authority when uh, billion-dollar companies get pissed off when you show up. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what we're talking about? Do, do you have anything for a game with James? Uh, oh, Angry Birds. You can talk about Angry Birds. Ooh, in the, sure. what is it, NSA? Do you have anything? Yeah. All right. It's time for... That's good new theme music. What's up? Okay, so it's Game with James. First edition back since when do we stop doing this? Holy crack, October? Okay, so a couple big things. Nintendo is having a really bad time right now. And I don't know why. But they're going to cut their costs, and their person that owns them is taking half a pay cut. So, uh-ohs, spaghetti-ohs. And for the first time in two years, they're running an operating loss of $11,000. So that's kind of scary, because they went from having $200,000 to $11,000 in the hole. So, Anyways, I guess I'm the only one that cares about that. Uh, but however, they did sell $152 million, uh 3DSs and currently have 969 million Nintendo DSs in the world and the same amount of Wii's. Uh, you know, I see those all over the place, those DSs with, you know, kids playing them uh, yeah. uh, in airports and all over the place. Over the place. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, I don't know why, but they're not making money. So I don't know what's going on with Nintendo. I'm a little scared. Uh, hopefully they pull up, pull through this. Do you think, like, you know, smartphones and, you know, iPod touches are hurting that, that part of the business? Um, <clears throat> possibly. I think that, uh, well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, parents know that if they want a full-fledged game, they could buy a DS and, like, the games at the store for $30. But if, I guess, they're cheap, they'll just give them a free-to-play game, but then they'll end up with $1,000 charged to their credit cards later when they, you know, enter the <laughs> password, and they don't know that for 15 minutes that password is still active after they give the iPhone to the kid, then, you know, they'll learn the lesson. Uh, I just, I think there's room enough for everybody. I just think that it really depends on what the parents or the grandparents want. So I don't really recommend giving your kid a cell phone right away, though, anyways, but... You know, it's up to them. Um, no, definitely not, because they'll just throw it in a dish <laughs> in of water. water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, they need to be old enough to understand the consequences of what they're doing with it. Yeah, I'd say like eight years old is probably old enough. Oh, to I was thinking twenty-eight. <laughs> well, I was at eight-year-olds are not old enough to understand the consequences of things unless they have a phone that has very simplified apps and it was very locked down, Actually, so they you know, can't do stupid in shit. In his defense, he never would have done it if he no. was tall enough to see. Yeah. Uh, where he was putting the, yeah. the thing. Well, I was at a high-end restaurant last night, and the two kids, they were like five and six years old, and they both had smartphones, and they're playing <gasps> games in the restaurant. Yeah. Well, they weren't yelling, but <laughs> other uh, than Yes, that, they were. They were quite thrilled over it. It sounded to me like they were, had like a Tamagotchi game. They were oh. feeding their little pets on their smartphones. I see. Uh, okay, so, yeah, um, you know, little Tamagotchi things, those are pretty good. But, you know, I, I don't know. Eight-year-olds, I think, are old enough to have a cell phone. Otherwise, a cell phone, but not a smartphone. They can do too much damage. They do not understand the consequences. I, was, uh, I went out for uh, coffee with um, a friend who 
was meeting two friends that he hadn't seen in a long time, and they brought their kids, two kids. And um, so the whole time we were, you know, having our conversations, the kids were just sitting at the table next to us playing with the iPhones. And they didn't say a word for like two and a half hours. Uh, so they're, you know, it's, it's just, it's not their phones. They gave their, the parents gave. It's a digital babysitter. Exactly. It's a digital babysitter. But they were, they were, uh, I think, uh, seven and, and, and uh, nine, actually. So they're, they're not really young. Crazy. Anyways, uh, yeah, digital babysitter, only $400. Sweet. My sister's five-year-old daughter downloaded at Christmas $600 worth of Justin Bieber <laughs> apps. Oh my yeah. God. I and wish I made those. Merry and, Christmas, Mom. And uh, Apple gave them a full refund. Wow. Because I, I had a customer that, um, Wait. that, that their kid downloaded uh, some kind of, I don't know what the app was, but it was uh, some kind of specialized um navigational app for like boats or something like that yeah. and it was a $1,500 app <gasps> and Apple refunded it. Really? Yeah. Cool. I mean the kid just downloaded it and then you know they, when, they, when they saw the, the bill on their visa <laughs> they're like what the hell is this <laughs> and they called uh, the, you know they, they contacted Apple and, uh, and you know they, they did refund it so. Oh that's good. Yeah. Okay that's cool. It's a good case for not having your um, iTunes password saved in your phone. <laughs> Yeah, good case for getting the 5S so you can use your fingerprint instead. Or your junk. <laughs> or anything, Does actually. Does that work? Yeah. I haven't tried that yet. Okay, it's good. According to some of my friends, it may or may not work it out. <laughs> yeah, your nose, your nose works. Your earlobe works. Your mail number. <laughs> okay, let's give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me if it was like during different conditions. Though. Right. Come on. Okay, yeah, sh- I think, shrinkage, uh, right? <laughs> Anyways, on that note, uh, we're going to talk about something else that gets you screwed. We're talking about Angry Birds hanging out with the NSA. Oh, I am and so Bonnie upset. And Bonnie is so upset. I took Angry Birds off every single thing that I have. See, the only, I don't really care that the NSA is looking at my Angry Birds stuff. I'm just glad somebody else is looking at my high scores. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I missed that story. What what's uh, What's happening with that? So, Oh, he's got to talk into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> the pros. So they apparently were tracking you, the NSA. Because you play Angry Birds? Do yeah. they not have anything better to <laughs> well, do? Well, wait, 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 wait. This isn't the first time this year. Are they looking, they, are they, are they looking well, for new the, elite fighters? The, the, the other thing that was, I think. Was there the a sci-fi time, movie about that? <laughs> there was. It's called Ender's Game. Anyways, um. There was these other company that, uh, what was it, the NSA? They were looking at World of Warcraft and um, Counter-Strike as well. So, I don't know, something about throwing birds against walls and blowing walls up. I think that's kind of what tips them off. Yeah, so a bunch of little old ladies with canes. So, so what? what so what is the you know intelligence benefit of monitoring people's Angry Birds playing? I, I it's I think I think intelligence is the wrong word. <laughs> yeah, military intelligence. Well, yeah, and an it's, oxymoron. Yeah, and it's the American military intelligence. Oh Christ! Maybe, maybe you'll get an extra thousand uh, viewers now or yeah. listeners because of yeah, uh, the NSA. NSA. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. Yeah, you know, I wonder if they do monitor the bunker show. 
Well, I guess they monitor everything. Well, that's not good. On South Park, they said they found out the secret of the NSA, and that was Santa Claus. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Thanks you for listening to another episode of the Bunker Show. If you made it this far, then wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> and um, yeah, we we're in we're in overtime to, this week. You can uh, call in and leave voicemail feedback by using the toll-free number one 636 1474 And uh, we'll be back again next week with another episode. Bob will be back, I'm sure. He's uh, resting and getting better. And we'll see you again next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Popcorn guy is one of the classics, is it? No, you're a